Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You'll hear all the action of day two of the second test between Australia and the West Indies at the Adelaide Oval with Jerry Whateley and the crew on SEN Cricket. You can also see it on Fox, and I was uh, stumped up in front of the TV. And Well, this man always makes it watching cricket a lot of fun, and it is Mr. Cricket himself. Three for 330 Australia after day one. Mike Hussey, that was impressive. Uh, good early by the West Indies, but class shone in the end. Yeah, good, good morning, Goss and uh, Scotty. Uh, yeah, it was a good day for Australia in the end. Um, I think the Windies were all over the shop early, though. I think they had six bowling changes in the first hour and a half of play, and, and, but then sort of pulled it back towards lunch. Uh, oh, sorry, dinner, should I say? Uh, I get a bit confused with these day-night games. Um, <laughs> And then, um, and then they were pretty good at just after dinner. They, they took a couple of wickets, and we thought, here we go, the Windies are in town. But, uh, yeah, Travis Head and, and Marius Labuschagne just, uh, oh, what, a, what a partnership, 199-run partnership, and just sort of snuffed out any chances for the West Indies. So maybe a bit more pain for the Windies today. Uh, Labuschagne, wow, wow. He's, uh, he, he just doesn't look like getting out in anything at the moment. Over here in Perth, of course, his form is uh, quite impeccable. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. Just, just the appetite for runs. Um, you know, he's insatiable. <laughs> it's just he just gets into his own little bubble um, and just goes and goes and goes and goes. And uh, he, he doesn't want to be anywhere else except right in the middle there, batting away. And uh, he's eyeing off another double hundred today. Hus, we had uh, the great uh, Ronnie Hogg on yesterday. He was <laughs> quite, uh, as you'd expect, quite honest and uh, genuine and authentic in his appraisal of the West Indies. Uh, what? Sort of bit yesterday. There's nothing in that bowling attack that would scare you, would it? Which, which I think is the most disappointing thing. But if you were facing that, Huss, you, you wouldn't be too worried, would you? Oh well, I think Alzari Joseph's the one that can get it uh, get up into the 140s and uh, and cause a few issues. But yeah, they're they're a bit unlucky. The West Indies, like, like to be honest, you know they've, they've copped a bit with the injuries. Like their first choice bowling attack, um, they've lost two of the bowlers from Perth in, in Seals and Kemar Roach, both both to injury. They, they, poor things, they lost the the debutant yesterday. He'd only bowled a couple, a handful of overs, and then he's done a hamstring. So you're a bowler down. So they've, they've called on the the backup wicketkeeper Devon Thomas to come and bowl about nine or ten overs. Uh, he actually bowled okay, but. Uh, if, you, if you're calling on your backup wicketkeeper to bowl overs, you know you're in a bit of strife. So, uh, plus, plus they sort of struggle in the spin department. They've got Roston Chase, who's he's tidy, but he's more of a, like an all-rounder type. He can bowl, bowl a few handy overs, but he's not going to really, I don't know, um, build up pressure and be able to hold up an end and then also attack and get a few wickets as well. So, yeah, it's it's a bit of a shame, and it's it's a shame because yeah, we, we all grew up. You know, watching the the likes yeah. of Joel Garner, Malcolm Marshall, Michael Holding, you know, all these the battery used to come through, and mm. um, and and unfortunately that there's just not that there now. Certainly isn't, but but even with Elzari Joseph, who is clearly their best of the bunch that they've got in this test, at least he uh, the night session. So the lights are kicking in. I saw you out in the ground there with Gilly. You said there's a bit going on with this pitch. The pink ball is a bit of movement now. The wind. He was bowling into about a forty-five knot breeze. <laughs> I mean, what was that? What was that? They had them around the wrong way. Did did Craig Braithwaite not know which way the wind was coming? 
I must admit there was a few questionable uh, tactics yesterday from uh, Craig Brathwaite in the, in the first session. I think he had the spinner on um, after about nine overs while that pink ball was still pretty much brand new, shiny, you know, nibbling around a little bit. So he, he went for the spinner. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> um, and, and Usman Kawaj is averaging about 95 against spin this year. Uh, so uh, I, I'm not sure about how, you know, that tactic. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. He, st- he did start him down, Breeze, and he, and he bowled quite well. Um, but then I don't know what he thought. He, he thought he'd swing him around into the breeze, which um, I'm not sure Alzari Joseph would have been too happy about. <laughs> the fast bowlers like to come charging down breeze. So, yeah, it, yeah, definitely some questionable captaincy. What are you expecting today, Huss, just for Australia to bat until probably the lights need to come on and then send the windies in? And I mean, the, we'll survive. I mean, we'll and survive. the match will be all over by... <laughs> by yeah. And off they trot to play some golf. There's <laughs> terrific <laughs> golf courses there. The windies get to see a bit of Adelaide. Yeah, I'm not sure. It'll just depend on how long Australia want to bat for, whether they sort of declare or get bowled out around the twilight period or do they try and go a little bit longer and get into the night time um, and, you know, when it's dark. Because that's ideally what you want. You want to get a brand-new pink ball in the dark. That That's when it does its most. Um, so it just depends on, on how, how long they want to bat. I, I think if it was me, I'd still have a crack at them during the twilight period. Um, the ball will still be pretty new as, uh, when the sun goes down. But, um, yeah, I... I, I don't know. I don't think they'll be doing the Windies any favours. And um, and the Windies, well, they showed a fair bit of fight with the bat in Perth. They're going to have to do it again here in Adelaide, and, and uh, I, I certainly hope they can. Me too. Uh, I agree. I thought they were very, had been a ticker over here at Optus Stadium. Yeah. Now, speaking of Optus Stadium and Adelaide Oval, now, I'm pretty good with crowds, Huss. I, 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 I know crowds, and I can do some uh, – I do good head counting. There was not 25,000 at the Adelaide Oval yesterday. There was not because if there was twenty five thousand at the Adelaide Oval yesterday, that's that stadium hosts one that can hold one hundred and fifty thousand. A lot, a lot out the back though. A lot out the back, guys. They yeah, go out that, to the that, paddy. That's the thing. There's, there's there's a there's a heap of people that are out the back in the in the marquees that don't, literally do not watch a single ball, <laughs> but uh, socialise out the back all day and all night. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. Looking, you know, the people watching the game, um, there definitely wasn't twenty five thousand there, but. There's at least another probably five, ten, maybe ten thousand out the back. Okay. So uh, you've got to take that into consideration. Okay. All right. All right. I apologise. Hey. Um, oh, oh wow. Actually, I don't. I no, just no, no. I don't. But I, when Mike speaks, I listen. Yeah. Hey. Um, <laughs> what do you reckon the mood is in the Australian camp, considering what transpired the day before with Dave Warner and his his uh, statement? And then his manager coming out and basically saying everybody knew what was going on in South Africa and for, basically just tipped a bucket on on the team and a couple of management at the time. How do you reckon that mood is? I know Pat Cummins was on the coverage yesterday and he was sitting in, uh, with Gilly and Gilly put him under the uh, spotlight in regards to the, the mood inside the camp and he handled it very well, the, the captain of Australia. But it must be awkward. It must be awkward. If, if Dave Warner's manager is coming out saying everybody knew what took place right. in South Africa – Surely there must be some teammates at the moment looking across at Dave Warner in the change room going, really? Yeah, it's it's a it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And, and you're right because you know you, if if he's saying that everyone knew, I think if you remember back, um, the fast bowling group came out with a joint statement saying that they swore black and blue that they knew nothing about it and. Um, in a carefully sort of worded statement. So, um, you know, I don't know that it's, it's, it's going to cause a, a few issues. It was uh, extraordinary from, from uh, David Warner's manager to coming, coming out so strong. Um, they're obviously pretty angry about um, 
you know, this uh, the leadership ban sort of uh, situation as well, and uh, wanting to make that all public and and, and not want to and not wanting to bring all that sort of stuff up again. But um, and then the, the manager decides to bring it all, yeah. bring it all up again. So yeah, it, it's probably going to cause a few little ripples in the in the team. Um, I don't know how they're going to manage it. I think yeah, that, that I don't know how David Warner wants to manage it. It's it's sort of a little bit up in the air at the moment. I. I don't know. I'm I'm still trying to get my head around it all. To be honest, yeah. it's, it's just all a bit bizarre. I'm sensing a book. I'm sensing. Oh. I'm sensing. I'm sensing <laughs> a, tell a book. It's coming soon. Or Netflix stocker like this Harry is, and me. This is this is the next phase of David stepping away from playing into the book phase. Well, James Ross going to tip a load on everyone. You did say yesterday on air, guys. You said yesterday when we were talking about it. Oh, you said no. Look, there's more to come on this. Everyone, a lot more people knew about it than. And what's been said, there's a lot more to come. And yeah. off we trotted an hour later. <laughs> old uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Erskine. Yeah. <laughs> on uh, SEN, mind you. Was, um, was, uh, I just yeah, on SEN was declaring that there's more to it. I, I just, Huss, when you look at reasons why people may be off the, the Australian team a little, it, it's it's things like this which just keep continuing to show their face and, and, and just keep popping up. But just sometimes you just got to let things go. And uh, and try and move on the best you can. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. I, I think we just want to watch the Australian team play the cricket on the yeah. field. We don't want to have to, you know, worry about all this uh, external stuff and all yeah. this drama going on off the field. And um, and it, it's sort of probably dividing a lot of the public um, in 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 how it's all sort of been handled and and you know playing out. So um, I I think there is probably a level of frustration there. But um, yeah, I. I don't know. I just want to talk about the cricket yeah. rather than all this uh, other stuff. But I think I think even the you know Davey Warner bringing out a book and everything like that and tipping the dirt on everyone. Uh, if he if he does, I don't know if he will or or not. Um, but it's it's it, it's a hard one. Like I don't know. You, 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 if he wants to stay involved in cricket and have maybe mm. a coaching position or a media position or that, you're going to start bumping into all these guys again in your career. And um, you know we don't want it. It's not good for the game if you've got players and past players sort of arguing and, um, you know, and, and, and sort of not getting on off, off the game. We want to promote the game and, 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 you know, make sure the game of cricket as a whole is in, is in a good place. Yeah, very much so. And, uh, and we appreciate your honesty and uh, speaking in regards to that because it is a strange topic because, I mean, we, our knowledge of what actually took place and all that sort of stuff, it's a he said, she said yeah. situation. But I will say this in Dave Warner's defence, just quickly, in summary on this, on this topic. In his defence, he's probably annoyed – that he he has to go face some sort of panel and yeah. justify his position. Yet the other bloke, Steve Smith, doesn't have to. No, he, well, he's captain of Australia yeah. for that day. So that would uh, be, that uh, would have been a bitter pill to swallow, regardless of what mate, it was. Cricket's not in a good way, and you know why? Because Em Hussey's involved with England, and that is why cricket's <laughs> not in a good space right now. <laughs> oh, he, he would be very happy with the way England going. Hey, mate, we're just about to turn our attention to the Big Bash, of course. Uh, after this uh, test is over, and then of course South Africa and Big Bash is just around the corner. It starts next week. I know you're incredibly excited about it, and you've got your role, of course, of uh, KFC as uh, in Supercoach. But more in, importantly than that, can I get you just your last comment here this morning? We appreciate you coming on. Just in regards to the the, the draft and and the picking of the players, and then the players either being injured or or not coming out. It seems as though the draft was a good idea at the time, but there seems to be so many changes since. Um, and a lot of the imports aren't coming out. Um, what's your thoughts? Do we have to revise that maybe next year, second time around? 
Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, and without notice, too, mind you, uh, it needs time to think about this sort of stuff. <laughs> All right. Far out. You're uh, right. dropping me in it. Uh, yeah, sorry, mate. No, 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 it's, it's a fair point, though. It is a fair point. I, I think we wanted to try and spruce things up a little bit, you know, create some excitement around the big bash and, and you know, having the draft and, and getting some big names in. And, um, yeah, it, it's it's the, the, there were certainly some big names drafted, or uh, you know, and and which was great. And and then yeah, things things happen and chop and things chop and change. Having said that, though, guys, there was a couple of guys that didn't get picked up in the draft on the night, like Faf Duplessis, mm. Andre Russell, and we were all sort of a bit bemused by that mm. because of their lack of availability. But now they're actually back in the tournament. So we've got Andre Russell's now with the Renegades, you know, with Liam Livingston in the England Test squad. Um, we've also got. Um, you know, Martin Guptill's come in as well, who wasn't yeah. part of that original Guppy. draft. So, so we are we are replacing some of these guys with with some pretty darn good players, um, which is which is good for the competition. And and I actually think it's going to be a really good big bash. I really do. You know, the crowds will be back, and um, and and the players will be able to get out and about a bit more. We've sort of been a bit stifled the last couple of years with all the COVID restrictions and and things like that. And and I think I've got, I've got a really good feeling. I, I think the players are going to put on a great show this year. No doubt. And you know what, Mike? That, that actually in a thirteen minute interview where you said, "Wow, you throw me in there and give me time to think about." It, that was your best answer for the whole interview. So uh, <laughs> it goes to show, mate, when you when you're least prepared, yeah, you you're can off the cuff. The goods. You're, you're an off the, the cuff, cuff guy. You're an off the cuff type yeah. of man. <laughs> Hey, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for joining us. And don't forget, you can watch every ball of the Adelaide Test live and ad break free during play in Fox Cricket, available on Foxtel and KO Sports. Uh, a wonderful team. Mark Howard, of course, uh, Isha Gua, yourself, of course, Mark War, and Adam Gilchrist, Brian Lara, and the crew. They do a great job. I'm looking forward to day two. It starts this afternoon yeah. here in the West. Thanks, mate. Entertain us, us. Good on, good on you, boys. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. There he's the best in the business, Mike Hussey, and he's uh, been kind enough to join us oh, ahead of day two. And if you can't see it on Fox Sports and KO, you can certainly see, listen to every ball, courtesy of Jared Whaley and the boys on SEN Cricket. This is breakfast for the last time. Oh, no, actually, you're not here next week, you? are here next week, yeah, mate. Last time for you this year. Yeah. Don't say for the last time. Watch this space. No, don't do that. <laughs>